You're listening to Across the Novelverse with hosts Chelsea, Michaela, and Connor. Today we'll be discussing chapters 31 through 46 of The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. This podcast may feature adult content. Viewer discretion is advised. Chapter 31 was a real, like, surprise to me. It's mainly talking about, um, or suggesting, Serena's coming into the um, scene, and she's out in her garden, and Off Glen is coming back from her market visit um, with Off, or Off Red is coming back. I said <laughs> Off Glen uh, is coming back from her market visit with Off Glen. And uh, Serena pulls her aside and suggests that the commander is sterile um, and suggests trying uh, what would be a ceremony with Nick, the commander's driver. Yeah, that's pretty much the biggest takeaway in this chapter. Um, a little more drawn out, but yeah, that's that's essentially what happens. And when you watch it in the TV show, I don't know how many of you are following along in on the Hulu series it's it's a real like wow moment like sterile that's a forbidden word yeah and it the doctor mentions it like earlier on in the chapters of the book um and in the tv series um but to hear it heard again later on in the chapters it's it it's appalling coming from Serena just her personality and how she is. You wouldn't think she would even think about her husband being sterile, considering they both kind of made this world together. Yeah, it's like, why would you, like, make a world where <laughs> a woman can't even, like, you know, say that the men are sterile? It's kind of, it's really strange to me, like, why they wouldn't, like... If they know that is fact, like, I mean, you would think a lot more people would know. Like, you would even think that even, like, Offred would know because all this other stuff in the whole entire, like, United States has been going on for a while. So, I mean, people, you think smart people would infer that, oh, you know, because of all this, it's not, shouldn't be just the women, it should be also the men. Well, <laughs> I'm sure she knows that, that's why it's forbidden, but I... The book doesn't really give much detail to how they set up this world um, or this government, but in the TV series, it kind of, like, opens your eyes and gives more, like, explanation as to why they're doing it. Um, and then you kind of see that Serena's, like, pushed off to the side a little bit by the men. Like, they won't even allow her in the conference room to um, discuss. discuss it and, mm -hmm. like... Uh, make this presentation with her husband about it to convince them that it's a good idea. They only listen to what her husband says, and she kind of shrugs it off like, oh, it's all right, you know, you just do your thing, and we'll talk later at home. And I can see where, like, she had a different idea of this world, and it did not turn out how she yeah, wanted it no, to I be. I think that's where she takes all. it, starting <laughs> taking stuff out on all the handmaids that they've had, especially off-thread, like... Of read in the book. Um, well, I think the most surprising thing about Serena suggesting this is the fact that she would then have absolutely no connection to that baby. It would be all Fred's and Nick's. It would not 
be in any way her husband's in any way whole and and in that in that vicinity being in some way connected to her it would have no connection to her and she would have no reason to claim it I think she just really also just wants a baby. Well, at least that they really make that out to be in the television show. She they, really wants a baby. They show like she wants a baby, no matter what. That that's like her whole entire goal. This whole entire thing was just to have a baby. It's yeah. like why why not just adopt? A, I guess it was probably hard that and there was a high demand for babies. There world, wasn't enough to in adopt. this like dystopian world. Like yeah, there wasn't a lot of babies. I guess to adopt, and like I guess surrogates weren't really as much of a thing probably then well, surrogates either, again are carrying your own baby it's not carrying yeah. like a handmaid where it's her egg and his semen it's right. the wise egg so right. again if it's supposedly the wise that's having issues that's not gonna work yeah and another thing i realized is that um serena actually tells the commander in the tv series hmm. that it's i mean offred ends up being spoiler alert pregnant towards the end of season one um but it does not mention that really i don't think in the book um but she tells the commander it's not yours yeah <laughs> yeah like why are you gonna say that to your husband and you would like you would know the consequences of that statement i think well because the commander um, knows, like, he's not going to spill the beans. Yeah. I would because think, he would, cause he would be on the line as well. Yeah, he would then be on the line. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and she was pretty much kind of venting when she was doing Because she was angry. I think that yeah. was after uh, what had happened, Just like, yeah, between them Jezebel. two. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they also, I think one thing that we forgot to go through is uh, they talk about, like, also Jews in this chapter. Yes. Which they was do. surprising that they even brought that up. I didn't even think that was a thing I think in this government. She might have done that just to kind of give a more like context. World War Two kind Holocaust of context. Holocaust kind of feel to this as well. Just to kind of like this is kind of like how it was even in World War Two. People when they told them to go back they told the Jews to go back to their home homeland which um and then some people decided to, to pretend to be jews and but then they guess cracked even hard down on that eventually um which is is an interesting aspect of the book they even mentioned christians um because it doesn't even talk about it throughout the whole book and then yeah, no. here's chapter 31 that mentions religion oh, they talk about catholics um yeah, even in this chapter too, but and so, in because they didn't, yeah, they they didn't want to um, convert, and the reason why I think they mentioned is there's a body that's marked J, and she's not necessarily sure what the J, J stands means. for. Yeah, because she does for. mention sons of Jacob in there, and yeah. then Jews. So, yeah, so, sons of Jacob that pretended to be Jewish, or they're pretty much like a another sect of Christianity almost. Like, it's just like Methodists, Catholics, all of it. it's just another version of it. But I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of interesting things that occur in chapter 21 that... 31. I'm sorry, 31. I did in chapter earlier. 21, too. 
Well, <laughs> yeah, but that's not what we're discussing this week. <laughs> yeah, and 31 is, like, longer than most of the other chapters, um, besides the chapter that Moira's explaining her story. That one was pretty long to you. Um, but yeah, the most surprising aspect of chapter 31 was when Serena suggests that her husband, Cyril, I did not even think that would come out of her mouth. Yeah. And then we have chapter 32, which, as we've discussed, this book has a lot of filler. In chapter 32, as we've discussed amongst the three of us, is just that. It's filler. Yes. Um, We don't really have anything to discuss when it comes to chapter 32, so we're going to move on to chapter 33, um, which is where we discuss Janine's baby. Yes, and in this um, chapter... We're going to compare a lot to the TV series now that we've all seen Between the Three of Us, uh, season one, um, and it's a lot different mm-hmm. from the TV show compared to the book in this chapter. So in chapter 33, Janine's baby, or Angela, ends up being deformed um, because she slept with the doctor to get pregnant instead of the commander that she was of Warren at that time um but in the tv show she says that the commander is in love with her and they're gonna take off and run off together and the baby's like perfect and healthy and Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with it um there's no signs of her sleeping with a doctor and she's taken i think they might have mentioned it just very it's a very minute thing if minute they did because I kind of remember it too at a party like, I think or like what would be a party yeah maybe at the birth somebody yeah, yeah something like that it was I can't exactly put my like finger but I kind of remember it, it too where somebody was like it was like I'm in passing oh I think it's the doctors oh yeah where she's like yeah. something something subtle like that I think oh, yeah. and we could be completely wrong honestly we're so confused at this point I mean, it could be, but it's, like, still it's so different because the baby ends up being so healthy. And then, you know, the commander lies to her just so that she can just get out the house. And he thought, you know, he would never see her again. She escapes from her other home. Because she's crazy. And gets the baby from them and then goes to the bridge and tries to, like, commit suicide for both of them. And this is where... Basically, everything comes out in the open, right? Mm-hmm. She admits that, hey, the commander wanted me to suck, suck his, his dick. Right. I wasn't going to say it like that. Sorry, but... we, have our explicit, we have our explicit content in here. I'm just going to be a friend. <laughs> That's but, what uh, she says in the TV show. Yeah, so she says TV that. Show. And, like, all these, like, forbidden things are out in the open in front of the eyes and everything. And so a Fred ends up talking her out of it. Right, where she actually gets the baby from her, but then Janine jumps off the bridge to try to commit suicide. It's not successful, but after this whole thing, uh, Commander Warren ends up being taken by the Guardians and trialed for his sins and gets his arm taken off. And that that, none of that, none of that is mentioned in the book. You know, Janine ends up not being dead, and she ends up going to trial for the handmaids and you know the penalty is stoned to death but the handmaids don't do it Mm -hmm. um 
And Which so then she gets the sent to the, the book, yeah, but none of that's yet. mentioned in the book, like yeah. where it leads up to that, you know, mm-hmm. why she was taken in the black van, you know, um, and Janine is sent to the colonies at this point, even though she had a baby that's perfect and should never be sent to the colonies. But the one thing you don't baby. do is kill a baby or, or try, try to, to kill, kill a baby. baby. So she's sent to the colonies and that's that with Janine, um, but none of that is mentioned in 33. It's completely different. It's just like, the baby's oh, deformed. Has a deformed baby because she slept with a doctor. And that's it, it. it also mentions she had a previous miscarriage also. Oh, I missed that. In that chapter. And I believe the baby ended up being killed, I think, because it is deformed and everything. Yeah, they don't want deformed kids. Um, and then Janine... I can't remember what happens to her for trying to take the baby. Um, I don't know if she's sent to the colonies in chapter 33 or if she was just trialed and killed as well. I think she was trialed, but... Um, because it, during this like last section, it's very rushed to me. Like The yeah. author kind of like put everything in just these last chapters and was like, I'm just going to shove it all right here. Yeah. And not give as much detail as I have, you know, in the previous chapters. Yeah, they have a similar scene in chapter 21 through... I'm sorry, 20, 41. Where am I second chapters? 20. Chapters 41 through 43. I can't remember which one. Where it's like the stoning scene, but... The salvaging? There. Well, see, in the... La- in those last chapters it mentions the guy who raped the handmaid mm-hmm. and which is from the, episode like one yeah in the tv one. series it's like why is this already at the end of the book which we'll kind of talk about in the historical yeah. why we think that is so yeah chapter 33 was really about janine and and things that were taking place with baby angela and we just really wanted to compare it with the tv series because it was completely different from the book yeah they don't definitely didn't say what happened to her in chapter 33. So. Yeah, and that's a synopsis really of chapter 33. They mention attending what, I forget what the word is for it, but a, a wedding uh, for the wife's daughters um, where mm-hmm. they get married off at the age of like 14. Um, yeah, they're taking it way back with this government, like, way back. I think what they're back. also worried about for it is, like, they want to get it where they're It's like as soon as they're fertile, like, get them out there. Because the longer you wait, obviously, the more chances of not having a kid, especially in these, this world. Yeah. Which is kind of what they did, like, back then. Oh, yeah, you go also. back to all different kinds of cultures. <laughs> Of, I mean, European back in the Middle Ages and stuff like that, and then like African cultures, and they all have, tend to have kids a lot earlier. There, so I mean, it makes sense why they would do that. Um, but then they also like uh, talk later. I'm not exactly sure what chapter it was, but they talk about like why they I think chose like certain families would choose like, yes it had to arrange do. marriages they're not like let's fall in love, love and get so together these are all <laughs> completely arranged 
So it's like weird to like think about like. It was based on people who didn't have second marriages and yeah. didn't have um, affairs and um, different things like that. So it was based on how you lived your life. Yeah, I think so, and I think like I'm sure like um, uh, Alfred's um, daughter is probably gonna would probably end up becoming a handmaid because she doesn't have like. Uh, mom or a dad necessarily, right? Or did they did they give her to a family? Okay. For those of you who can see me nod my head, I nodded my head yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing is like they gave her daughter to another family, but yet in the seri- in the TV show, it seemed like she was at an orphanage or like what would be an orphanage. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. They don't really talk about. When you finally figure it out that she's with a family, you realize she was with a, at like a school probably for the day. Yeah, something like that. But I don't really mention that would make sense. <laughs> I didn't think they had school still. I'm sorry for women or girls, little kids. Yeah, well, like a daycare kind of school kind yeah, of thing. Probably. Was it because if if they're really trying to create like or the like like a perfect society i mean at some point the handmaids would become useless because they would eventually, you be would eventually just be like having kids when they're like 14 like you know when they're really young um for the most part but they don't really talk about like you know are these kids that are being like being brought up are like any of the women like sterile at 14 like they don't say anything about that and they have no way of really knowing until no because they don't they, try. they took all the way all the technology although they also do mention about electricity in this book that's one thing we got wrong in the yes <laughs> i thought it was we made assumptions at the beginning yeah i thought it was like no electricity but it turns out the commander what commander's wives are uh, they have more freedom to use it than the handmaids. So yeah. when the handmaid is talking, she gives a lot of detail about not having that privilege of having, like, she has one lamp given to her after, yeah. like, the first night with the commander or something. And, like, uh, but in, the, like, the TV series, Serena hands her this music box, which is not mentioned in the book either. Nope. Mm-hmm. And then chapter 34 is just more detail about the wedding that she attended. And then we move on to chapter 35, um, which is where, was it Serena who gave her the picture of her daughter? Yes, because in chapter 31, Serena mentions, hey, I could try to get a photo of your daughter if you do this little, like, sex thing with Nick for me. <laughs> just just a little, you know, favor. But no promises. Yeah, which is completely different from the TV show. Yes. Because the TV show, they insert that much earlier. Um, and then her and Nick, like, have this really big affair. Line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which they, they, they do in the book. That. Yeah, they, they say they have a kind of an affair. Yeah, but it's, like, right at the night. end. And yeah, it brings you back to, like, where it. she just rushes it. And that's not something you should rush. Like, <laughs> we need to No, you should never that. rush an affair. <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, and then, too, like, they, I think they replace, the TV show replaces the whole photo thing with Serena taking, taking her, her to see her daughter and walking But not letting her out man. to see her, just, like, yeah. through the window, and she's, like, crying out, but her daughter Which can't hear her. really is worse, because, really, the picture is supposed to be a good thing. Yeah. And the visit's a bad thing. And the thing. visit is, uh, like, a warning. Yeah. 
Um, but Don't then mess with me or I'll mess with she you. gives her the music box and a TV show, which is kind yeah. of like what the a makeup was for what to be. she did. Yeah. Yeah. But see, Serena's like basically threatening her in the TV series because she's pregnant, right? Which it doesn't yeah. mention that in the book until like she, later. She got the music box before she was pregnant. And Alfred sees the music box as more of a token of a representation of her life. This little, this, you know, ballerina dances when they tell her to dance. Yeah. Which is what they see Alfred as. And it was also before Serena found out about their little thing together, I think, too. Well, not just Jezebel's, but the nights that they spent. Yeah, but she was most upset about Jezebel's. Yeah, because she found the dress. Um, But we'll get to that later. (laughs) Uh, Actually, in in just a few moments. Um... But yes, chapter 35 is a wrap-up of, you know, mainly the token of... Appreciation, appreciation for... For making, hopefully, a baby. A baby, yes. Grab your cup of coffee, tea, or wine, because it's about to get juicy. Oh, I've already had my wine. <laughs> Chapters 36 through 39 are juicy. This is really the beginning where the commander uh, surprises Alfred with, like, wanting to take her out. But she doesn't know where she's going. And she's getting all dressed up as if she were his wife um, in a nice purple dress. Um, the purple in the book? I didn't catch yeah, that. It purple yeah, it's in purple the book. in the book, it's but like it's, like, gold. It's, like, gold in the, like champagne in the... In the TV show. TV yeah, and it looks, for uh, imagery, it looks kind of like 1920s meets uh, like a celebrity A-list party yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> with, like, shoulder straps and all the good stuff. Makeup, and she, so she puts makeup on, and um, I don't know if it mentions that, like, she he shaves her legs in the book, but he shaves her legs in, in the, the in the TV, TV show. Se- yeah. So yeah. he gets her all ready, and she gets makeup on. The only thing she doesn't do is her hair because they don't have time. But in the, in the TV, TV show, show, it looks done though. Oh yes. yeah, he it takes really it out of the clip and it looks like it's been curled to perfection. Well, why I'm wouldn't like, it? it? They have to make her look yeah, good. Like, <laughs> Sorry, nobody's hair would naturally look that perfect. Yeah, I know. I wish mine wouldn't. <laughs> Not any like woke up like this series, right? Uh, but yeah, so differences from the TV to the book. So in the book, it mentions Serena is actually in her room for the night. But in the TV show, it mentions she's over at a Warren's. No, her mother. Oh, her mother's, yes. Yeah. She's over at her mother's overnight. So little differences there. So um, Alfred says, yes, she gets ready. They get in the car. Nick's driving. And then they get to what they call Jezebel. Yeah, well, they pass checkpoints and stuff. I wanted to get to the juicy part. Sorry, I'm trying to Uh, pass through it. So they go through checkpoints and... She pretends to be his wife through the checkpoints. Covers her face with a hood. You would think a lot more people would know what she looks like. I don't understand why they cover her with a hood, but it's like, you can't, like... She doesn't uh, get out often, though. Yeah. yeah as much as hood, it shows uh, in the, the TV show, think, the okay. book, she doesn't really get out much. And I guess Commander's like, yeah, this is... It's my wife life. for the night. <laughs> uh, but at the final checkpoint where wives aren't allowed, she has to get down on the floor, which I don't understand how they didn't see her in the floor. I'm sorry, they come up to the window. How do they not see her? That's why her? I'm surprised. Why didn't they just put her in the trunk? <laughs> 
Yeah. The whole ride. It's an SUV. They would still see her in the trunk. Right. Oh, isn't that's true? It's an SUV. I mean, or why didn't they like cover like put put her in like something? A suitcase. You want to put her in a suitcase? I don't know. Are we murdering ourselves? No. So yeah, so they get past these checkpoints, and then um, so another key difference is uh, in the TV show. Nick and Alfred have already been having their affair. So Nick looks really jealous like, that he's taking her out. That the, yeah, that the commander's taking her out. But in the book, it doesn't quite get to that part yet. So there's no, like, suspense there or anything or, like, jealousy. But there is Alfred, kind of. she's still like, Slightly. what does Nick think of me? Yeah. Slightly. Because this is where, like, you could tell they had feelings for each other. Yeah. Kind of like mid-book. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's, like, getting juicy. Yeah. Where it's like, it's okay. Where he sees her as her actual, like, In self. regular, yeah. Like actual woman and not clothes. just a... But she did mention mm-hmm. that she would have never worn something like that before in her previous right. yeah, no. life. Oh, yeah. Kind of in the flashbacks, you can totally tell it's not her style. Yeah. Um, Even though, like, they pretty much deem almost anything worn, like, Aunt Lady's like, y'all look like sluts. And they're wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, like a t-shirt. Yeah, a t-shirt, jeans, or hoodies. Her skin was completely covered. (laughs) And I'm like, like, yeah, both my kids were like, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Any kind of skin that's showing here. One of them, no skin was showing, and I'm like, okay. Now, another difference, too, is when they walk into the club, they describe a lot of the clothing as a lot more 1980s-style stuff. Yeah, and then some is, like, 1920s as well. I I mean, at least in the TV show, there was, like, a lot of 1920s garb and... But it was all different. They like, went for a 1920s like club, like <clears throat> Great Gatsby kind of like yeah. feel with it. And I don't feel they described how risque it was either. Yeah, women were topless. Some, they did. They said uh, that they had some see-through stuff on. See-through. But, they did not say uh, boobs just hanging out. Right. Yeah, but the TV show kind of like really put emphasis on yeah. that. So like there were women with no shirts they put on. They a little bit more emphasis on the risque part <clears throat> of the TV show. But yeah, um, yeah the, in the book it's more of like a 1980s. 80s, some costumes and stuff like that. Like, Moore is wearing this, like, almost like cat suit kind of thing. And she was in the TV show, though, but it was like well, a, it was bunny ears, I think. But it was more of like a whole suit, and she was in the TV show, she was wearing like shorts and like a top. Yeah. Um, which is not really Just a play on difference. a Playboy bunny. Yeah. I mean, and then they also kind of described it more as they didn't, they didn't really all fit, the, like, the stuff that they were wearing didn't all fit very well. Um, whereas obviously in a Hollywood TV show, everything's going to look a little bit well, perfect. Well, I did notice one thing. In the book, it did mention that Alfred's dress didn't fit her quite. Like, the shoes are too big. Yeah. The dress was a little big. You could tell that in the in TV the show because in the back, it was really, like, kind of hanging. Loose and wide. I noticed I that, too. That. Yeah, I was like... Oh. I always wondered about that when I was walking, and I'm like, why yeah. is it so loose in the back? Yeah, you got to notice it. And I think being a female, we look for those things. Why is it hanging like that in the back? That's not right. (laughs) Because, like, if I were wearing that, I'd be like, I can't. It's got to be a different outfit. It feels like my, yeah. That would be like me if I saw the commander wearing a suit that didn't fit. I'd be like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, I know. He would say that, too. And I wouldn't hear about it the entire time he was on the screen. Um, I don't think we've mentioned it yet, what Jezebel's is. It's a a forbidden club for commanders or... um, people of higher up rank from different countries also, or just in the government itself. But it's like this club, and it's, I wouldn't really necessarily say 
prostitutes sex club but it's basically a sex club yeah it's a prostitution club and it's a club where you know where foreign affairs happen the black market happens basically women who have tried to escape who are deemed too much trouble to be either a handmaid are given the option of going to jezebel's or going to the colonies um and the colonies is where women can go to work and basically die from the toxic fumes and things that they're exposed to at the colonies. It's a long, slow, painful death. death. Or they can go work at Jezebel's for a couple of years and eventually probably die too. But Yeah, of the drugs and, and sex and yeah. all kinds of stuff. This, that's one of the only ones though too because it's like you got this whole society that's supposedly out there. It's like, is this the only one that's out there, too, you know? It makes you wonder. And it's like, it's also kind of funny as well, like, um, you know, this commander and Serena Joy. Serena Joy doesn't know about Jezebel's, though. I, um, I wonder if she does. Well, because she found the dress. And she, and she knows what the dress leads to. Yeah. So. I guess. Well, it happened last time with the other mm-hmm. handmaid, so she, I guess, does know about that. She knows that there's something. Maybe she not specifically. Yeah. But she knows there's something. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of funny. You have this like, group of people that wrote this whole, all this into law, and then... They, and then they're like, it's okay. It's okay to, to break the rules. Like, you have to follow this law, but yeah. we can break the law. But it, you notice it's only for, like, higher-up mm-hmm. people. And, but it, it kind of parallels, like, our, our society. You, like, watch these, like, 2020-style, like, episodes about cults. Mm-hmm. And it, this is, it's what happens, like... They set up these rules and regulations, and then the people who are higher up in power, they break all of them. <laughs> it yeah. got, yes, that's so true. That's something I was thinking about when I was reading it. It yeah. happens every day in our society. Every day. Yeah. And people, some people are blind to it. Some people see it, choose to look the other way, and some people see it and want to do something about it, but... Yeah, you can get political about how our real world and all the pol- politicians break all the rules, and we get to have to live by certain standards, yes. and they don't. Yes. <laughs> so the commander and Alfred go to the bar at this point. So they're yeah. in, they're walking in, and he's like, "Just play it cool. Like, yeah, it's okay here. You can be yourself. You know." And you know, Alfred looks over, and who does she see but her old friend Mor- Moira? Don't make fun of me this time. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. Um, so the clever sees her old friend Moira, who she thought was dead. She was told in the book, anyways, that she was dead. Um, so she's shocked. Well, uh, in the book, there was like this cliffhanger of where is she? In the TV series, Janine says she's dead because she was sent to the colonies. Um, but at least that's what I remember of it. Um, sorry, there's a fire alarm going off in another apartment. <laughs> it's really distracting us. Um, but yes. I'm sorry, I'm so distracted. <laughs> what did you say? Um, in the book, it never tells us that Moira is dead. But in the TV show, it, Janine's like, it was... she's dead. No, you're right. The book told us she escaped. It was the TV yeah. series that told us she was dead. Yeah. Right. So anyway, she's not dead. She's here at this prostitute club. 
Which they might have done that to give it a more surprise, like, oh, she's alive. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad yeah. that we find out where she is. Yeah. Regardless, TV show, right. book, I'm glad we find out. Because mm-hmm. cool. um, one thing it doesn't mention in the book, I don't think, but in the TV show, she, after her and Alfred talk, uh, she ends up getting the courage to like escape, and she actually makes it to Canada in the TV show. Yep. But I don't think it talks about they don't that, do that in, in the book. book, which is really sad. It's like why you build up this character, and then oh, this is the last time I ever saw her. It's like was at this club. It's like okay, <laughs> and I guess actually, if you think about it, you know Hollywood can do that kind of thing where they can like. Branch well, the off. book she could have made. She has freedom to write she however does. long she wants. To but write. if you think this book is from her Alfred's point of view, Alfred's so. point of view, she would not know what would happen to Moira at all. These are technically based off the tapes. True. So she put limitations on herself by doing something like that. Well, I mean, it makes sense because uh, it would make sense she wouldn't know where her friends at after that night. Yeah, well, at least the and then and then the people later in the historical notes don't don't figure out whatever happens mm-hmm. to anybody, but yeah. we'll get to that later. Um, so yeah, and anyway. that leads us into um, Alfred asks the commander where the ladies' room is um, because Moira gives their old signal of you have five minutes to get to the ladies' room, and so leads into chapter thirty eight where they end up meeting each other and talking again and and basically 38 is all about what happened to Moira after After. she escaped the school and the center but they end up finding her later on after Boston um and she is given the option to go to the colonies or go to Jezebel's and she chose Jezebel's and it seemed like she was fine until Alfred showed up which kind of breaks her composure and her will and but basically what happened to Moira, obviously most of you have read, but if you haven't, um, they had kind of like an underground railroad for women trying to, you know, smuggle them out. Um, and at her last stop, she was caught. Um, and that's when they showed her videos and what the colonies were like and, um, you know, you could and die. And she uh, explains that she saw mm-hmm. Alfred's mother in, in that video. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, which they do not mention that in the TV show. They don't even no. show. At uh, least right now in season one, like after that, they don't I mention don't, it. I don't know if they do in season two because I'm I like feel halfway like they eventually it. do because I remember they hearing might, about her before they might have mentioned it. But it just breaks my heart yeah. that her mother ended up there. When I read the that, colony. I was like, no. It makes but I mean, where else would they put older women that have no use? Yeah. 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 Other than being a Martha, but, you know, they're all perfect. They weren't protesters before or anything. Right, right. But it's a little different when it comes to the TV show because they don't have time to talk in the ladies' room. And they have to just part ways. And they don't really get to talk until Alfred comes back to Jezebel's for a second time. Yeah, to collect a package, which is never mentioned in the book. Because Alfred ends up wanting to work for Mayday or try to be a part of that and... And everything, and so... Which at least they do mention Mayday in the book. But yeah, but it's, it's she doesn't, it's she so doesn't start to, like, yeah, it's just, be a part of it. It's when this book starts to get good. It ends, and you're just like, It's, like, what? the biggest cliffhanger, for real. Uh, but, yeah, so there's this package in the TV show that she's trying to collect. 
And the commander's like, I know why you wanted to come back. I'm not dumb. And so Moira comes in and he's like, this is Ruby. I know you guys know each other. And she's thinking like sexual offerings. She's like, but not in that way. And he's like, I know. Y'all two catch up while I wash up. And then Moira's like, what are you doing back here right. for a package? Really? Get out of here. Because Moira's like really set in just living out her days in this place and yeah. dying. Which and... I could kind of understand because it's like, I mean, she tried to escape. Twice. Didn't work out. I think, right? Once. One, really once. Okay. Um, I feel like it was twice. I don't know why. Like her personality is like... It feels like twice because... You come back to when she describes the whole, like, underground thing. Yeah. But in the TV show, like, they don't really get into that that much. They just talk about how she got up to the train and then left. Yeah. But, but we'll get to that. In a and second. then basically but, she calls off her stupid for coming back for a package. Mm-hmm. Um, so then yeah, Ruby... quickly make Omar, up, though. <laughs> yeah, because, oh. well, they're best friends. So. Yeah. yeah. So then, you know... We'll get to the we'll get to what happens next. But then when when Alfred goes home and she's out shopping, the package is handed to her. The package she was looking for because when Moira was escaping, she got the package and had it somehow delivered to her and said, "What did it, it say?" It said the "Don't let the bastards get you down, bitch." And that's what it says in the book. XO, in XO. the TV show, no, in the TV show, that's not what it says. Really? It says, um, here's your package, bitch, or something like that. I kept repeating I it feel like no, it was I'm... something different. I don't feel like it was, here's your package. It, 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 said said, it said the Latin thing, and then it said, here's your package. She wouldn't bitch. have known the Latin thing. More yeah, because they talked about yeah, it. they talked about it. They talked about it. Oh, and it said something bitch, though. Because she was trying to talk to Moira. Like, I was laughing so hard yes, watching it last She night. said the Latin thing, and then she said, bitch. And then she said, here's your package, XO Moira. Because, remember, she, like, lost her sanity, basically, and, like, gave up on her life. Moira like, did. Blessed be, and bitch, then, or something like, it's like, something, like, that hinted at, like, something Oh, like, yeah, it did say something, like, blessed. blessed but, be but Offred mentioned to Moira when she was trying to get her, like, back to herself, like, don't let the bastards grind you down. Like that. I must have completely And that. she, uh, I think she mentioned the Latin in there. But that sounds more right. The blessed be bitch. Because I was something. laughing so hard. Or blessed be the fruit it. bitch or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think There was a bit. Blessed be the fruit bitch. <laughs> yeah. Here's your package. Yeah, XOXO. Like, that was funny, though. <laughs> Did they ever say what the package it yeah, was a bunch of letters, were, not in the book, right. because there's no mention of package, but in the TV show, it's, it's just a bunch of letters about... Handmaids. And it was supposed to be sent to a different country to kind of give them, like, enlightenment on what's really happening. And who's there. And, yeah. and she leaves the package because uh, it'll lead but on to Martha something. finds it. Well, no, she tells, she tells uh, her about it. Oh, she did? In the TV show. Yeah. I missed that completely. She tells her about it, and then because... Well, in the TV show, it's Rita. There's no Cora. It's just Rita. Mm-hmm. And her and Rita had this really good relationship. I didn't see her tell Rita, though, I guess. I yeah, she whispers in her ear before she gets taken away. Oh, I thought she was giving her a kiss on the cheek. Uh-uh. Oh. No, because then there's the scene where she goes to the bathroom. Yeah, I thought she just knew it was already there. Yeah. Um, but so that leads into yeah. uh, Moira leaves, and they separate. And then the commander, uh, Offer goes back to the commander, and... He ends up taking her upstairs and basically having sex with her as like a 
like being with her because this is where I really like saw where you guys were talking about the creepy commander because yeah. <laughs> he was like right behind her you know feeling her shoulders and then he started like creep down her leg and then the tv show really gives good detail on that i think because she starts to cry you know mm-hmm. but she's like you know on the outside she's like yeah because he's like do you like this she has and no he's choice. like i thought we could just be together and she was the force to like him just to yeah like, kind of like make sure that he she stays in good, like, graces, graces with him yeah. very much, otherwise. But see, in the TV show, Nick gets really, really jealous about this. And so, like, oh, the next oh, day, so he doesn't even want to talk to her and is like, we should not do this anymore. And then she's like, you realize I didn't have a choice, right? I don't have a choice. But, like, in the book, the next chapter is what we're going to talk about next. Before we get to that, though, too, like... Well, what we didn't mention is the fact that also, like, when Moira, the TV show versus the book, when she tries to leave, um, Offred goes with her in the TV show, but she didn't in the book. Oh, they left separately after yeah. talking? Well, no, 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 no. Like, He's talking when, about the escape from the Red Center. Es- oh, yes. Escape. We did talk about that last week. But but in detail this week, uh, Alfred tried to escape with Moira in the TV series, right? So and then they catch yeah. Alfred and slash her feet. In the book, mm-hmm. they slash Moira's feet mm. and bring her back to the center. I feel like at first, and then she sent to Jezebel's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They bring her back to the cent- center to he- let her heal and stuff, and then they send her to Jezebel's after that. So there's a key detail right there. That's a good thing to mention, Connor. I didn't even think about bringing that up. And it, it's a major like difference. Yeah, I was like, why would they actually have her escape with her? But she went by herself. Right. <laughs> <I was laughs> that like, confused me. I was like, that make and then then she because she uh, in the TV show like she like looks back at her because she has to stay obviously for the whole like plot points to like continue. Mm-hmm. So, like, and she's like, oh, I, you know, would have, you know, we didn't want to leave you, but, you know, <laughs> when they saw each other again. Um, so. So, in chapter 40, um, this lays out the scene where it's finally time for Offred to have sex with Nick. Um, so, she gets back from her shopping and... Serena takes her outside, and she doesn't go with her, uh, which is different from the TV show. Yes. Serena's actually in the room with them. Like, she tries to make it like a ceremony. Yeah, but in the book, she is sitting on the porch um, and waiting for them to be done. And so Alfred goes to his little he shit out in the garage, um, knocks and everything, and then they have, like, a little conversation beforehand, which doesn't happen in the TV show because... Serena's in there. Um, so, yeah, they have a conversation, and then they do the deed. One interesting thing about that is she it doesn't remember it completely right. She goes yes. back and forth between, like, what happened, what didn't happen. Like, kind of how she wanted it to happen yeah. in her head, 
but it didn't really go that way. Yeah, because yeah. you're like reading this, and you're like, okay, this is how it happened. Then oh, she's she like, that's not how two. it happened. She did like three or four, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and then like then she goes, yeah, that's not what happened either. And then goes on to yeah. this another paragraph, and I'm like, well, what really happened? Like, this makes me wonder too. Like, in the TV show, when she goes back to sleep with Nick, did that happened the way she thought it happened <laughs> i don't know well the tv show they really had freedom to kind of just make yeah. this their own um and her like kind of saying how it happened versus how maybe it didn't happen it really gives them that freedom to to put serena in the room or put her out of the room yeah right you know in the book it seems like she wasn't even in there Maybe she was. We won't ever know because she didn't really explain it how it actually happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I just think in this last section, there's a lot of like differences between the TV show and the book. A lot of things were left out. Um, some things didn't even happen. Some things did happen, like versus the book and the TV show. This is where you kind of see them have a relationship where she goes back a couple times. And this is the only glimpse you get to see of where Alfred thinks she might be pregnant. But they never confirm that she's pregnant. Yes. And um, chapter 40 is really where that little love affair happens and starts um, happening. But it doesn't really like put emphasis on it as it does in the tv show because it happens in the tv show like way earlier Mm -hmm. than in the book um and then it happens for a good while before she ends up finding out she is pregnant in the tv show right which makes sense because you know that does take a minute (laughs) yeah and if you're going back multiple times it's bound to happen uh and i think that they probably realize that too and the fact that the freedom they had to kind of rearrange everything because of the whole, like, not knowing the exact order of the events. Like, they were like, well, we should put that earlier because it does take about, you know, nine months to have a kid. But also it does take a while to, like, learn that you're actually pregnant, especially in this world, too. Which... She found somehow Serena had a pregnancy test. Black Got market. it off the black market. In the black market. <laughs> But yeah, then that leads into chapter 41 and 42 and 43, which are basically all just filler um, detail chapters after that night. Um, and then chapter 44, it finally, finally mentions that there's a new Offglen. It only took 40-something yeah, chapters. Yeah, I wonder if like, that was just something they changed the TV show to make it more dramatic or if that was actually something that they had in the book. That out. <laughs> well, another thing is in in the book, it doesn't give detail or emphasis on the old of Glenn, which her name was right. Emily, and yeah. she was sent to the colonies in the TV show after the second time after they gave her another chance. Right. The second time she ran over a guardian, and right. they were like, "Well, that's it. You're going to the colonies." <laughs> but in the book. She actually commits suicide after they find out about her. Before the eyes can take her? Yeah, before the eyes could take her. That's what we think. Well, that's what they say. That's what they well, say. Well, I mean, we'll never know. We, we'll never know. Because she ends it and yes. doesn't... Yes. As far as Alfred knows and tells us, she commits suicide. In the book. In the book. But in the TV show, it's still kind of going with her story. Um, and then you're introduced to 
the new of Glenn, like, way earlier mm-hmm. in the TV show and, like, at the very end in the book. Literally two chapters before the end. Yeah, you really get to see yeah. um, Alfred and of Glenn have a, the new of Glenn have a relationship more in the TV show. Yeah, so and then the book, you kind of still feel that relationship between Emily and June uh, going through the book, and they end it at the end of the book. Which, which, I don't know how I feel, like, which one would be better portrayed, the book version or the TV show version. I mean, there's the dramatic, like, in the first, was the first, like, first two episodes, like, boom, she's there. And then she's gone, like. <laughs> but yeah. I think the book really uh, does a good job of, like, making that a relationship. Like, keeping yeah. her there longer. But the TV show really shows you what can happen to gender traitors. Yeah, but it's but it's also, like, if you're reading the book and watching it at the same time, you're like, what happened to her? Mm-hmm. I think that they were, I think they were probably torn between wanting to show people what happens to certain people when things occur. And, you know, that really is never uh, emphasized in the book at mm-hmm. all. Yeah, no. So. And I think that's really, like, where the freedom comes in to kind of portray it how you want it. Yeah. And, I mean, like, would it be, would it have made more sense to have the, like, uh, original off Glen Emily? Like, it, I, that would have been cool to have them as a relationship and they would have built, like, a big, like, a better relationship if they would have kept that together. That, that together. But then you don't find certain things out about the whole society. So it's kind of like this, like, do you want the, like, you know, more character development here or there, all, like, separate? It's kind of interesting. And, I mean, they do have some character character development because without giving away too much that happens in season two and three, she does, you know, have... She, when story. she she has a storyline, story and when she sees certain people, she mentions yeah June and ha- how she interacted with June and things like that, which she'll see eventually. I don't want to ruin that for you, so I'm being very vague. But I mean, I've seen the episode where it like really focuses on her and like where she was a professor yeah. and yeah. Uh, her boss was gay too. But then it was like, should you really be having your family's photo on your phone? Like I've seen that episode, but yeah, I need to get further on. Um, but I just I. I didn't like how they changed her story, comp- or how they, how the author changed her story in as a book compared to the TV show. Because in the TV show, you really get to get a feel of like how she was before this government. Mm-hmm. But in the book, it really doesn't emphasize why they took her. They don't right. interview Alfred at all. Yeah, I mean, and they do in the TV show. The only backstory we get is really of for June. And there's not really much backstory on only any of the other characters, not even really Moira. You kind of understand Moira a little bit more because she is friends with Serena. And or, was uh, in her previous June, life. In her previous life, but there's not a lot of expansion. That's the nice thing about having a TV show is the book is, they can take that and then just kind of make it even a bigger like story by expanding on it a little bit more. But when you're reading a book, you want to know that kind of stuff, though. So. But I get it. I mean, you're you're reading something that's literally called The Handmaid's Tale. And it's yeah. one handmaid, not 
and three or four. She, or not yeah, this it's the limitation where I think the author probably had to pull back a little bit when she might have been writing this because she's realizing that she's the this is legitimately just from her perspective only. Mm-hmm. So you, she doesn't know like the past of Serena that much, or she doesn't know much about the commander. She doesn't know. Whereas in a TV show, it's not from, it's from her perspective, but then it's kind of like, um, they want to give more backstory. on Yeah. It's more of like, not necessarily third person. There's probably a specific kind of tense that they did the TV show in versus the book, but. If only we could phone in Cassandra and Marshall. Yeah, Marshall could probably figure that out (laughs) (laughs) But then we get Serena learning about Jezebel's and the relationship that Alfred has with the commander. And can we just talk about that slap in the TV show? Yes. She's coming back from, I think, the market trip. Mm -hmm. She comes up to her room And Serena just slaps the crap out of her, like, brings her to the floor, has a full, like, scratch on her face. Blood dripping Uh, down her face. And and then, you know, Serena's like, you could have, like, given me something. Some dignity. After everything I've done for you and all that stuff. And I'm just like, and then she pulls out this pregnancy test. (laughs) She's like, you better better pray that you're pregnant. Right. You better pray that you're worthy, that God has shown you mercy. And so, uh, it's so, it's kind of like (laughs) funny because then, uh, June sits on the toilet and she's like, I don't think I can do it. Or I don't think I can. And Serena's like, just pee on it. I love her line though when she says. Don't be a child. I know. We're like, I, I, um, I wouldn't pray for this. Yes. Oh, oh that's what she like, really liked. We're, so, we're not to that yet. I'm sorry. That's when she really started like backfiring on the. On oh, because she knows she can do anything at that point. Yeah. But before we even get to that line, it's don't be a child, just pee. Like just so she pees on it, and then uh, Serena goes out of the room and is like on her hands and knees, just praying. like praying that she's pregnant, and. Uh, June hasn't even made it off the toilet yet, right? She's like getting up and everything and looking at her face and she ends up being pregnant. Shocker. And (laughs) Serena like slaps it down. And I can't remember what Serena says. He's made like... Something about praying. Made you worthy or something, but that's when... Yeah. um, Connor's favorite line. Alfred's like, you think... yeah, Alfred's like, would, you think I would have prayed for yeah, this? Yeah, I wouldn't pray for this. I wouldn't pray for this. And then she says, well, he knows what's really in your heart. Yeah, and then that's the end of that scene. Uh, completely different from the book, because you yeah. don't find out she's it's pregnant, really. There's yeah, no there's, like, really no, like, pregnancy test scene. There's just more of she finds out about Jezebel's and... And was it one of the... Was it Cora or somebody is like, oh, it'll happen soon, soon. Like, one character, like, comes up to her in the book and is like... uh, That's got to be Cora. Because they have more of that relationship. In the book, Rita and her don't really conversate. But in the TV show, it's just Rita. I'm pretty sure it was Cora. It's just like, oh, yeah, soon it'll happen. Like... Yeah. But so then Alfred's pretty much just sent to her room for punishment. And, you know, she's just waiting. 
and waiting. Yeah, and then chapter 46. Nick comes into the room, which isn't isn't something that normally happens. Yes. And two eyes are following him, and she's, she's very confused, and he just says, trust me. They're part of Mayday. Go with them. Yeah, and then he sneaks out the back so he's not seen, and she's taken away, and Serena and the commander have no idea what's going on. They ask for their uh, oh yeah papers I, yeah, Paperwork. and they're like, we can't tell you, yeah. and they just take her away, which is very similar to what happens in the TV show, but it le- the leading up to it's a bit different. It's not you actually have an explanation in the TV show mm-hmm. as to why she's taken. But in the book, it's not really detailed at all. So you're, like, confused as to what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I think she was leaving it, like, an open-ended kind of ending where, like, you're not really sure what you can speculate. Well, did she get out? Mm-hmm. Are they really the eye? Like, is Nick... Really an eye or is he part an of the eye? And so did they actually take her for another reason? Um, because obviously she knew about May Day and all that stuff too, so... But see, in the book, it doesn't really say that Nick is an I, but in the show, yeah, it does. And that's mentioned way earlier on. But in the TV show, she... Right before this scene, she's at the stoning for Janine trying to kill her baby, and Alfred is the first one to refuse dropping her rock. And so this is seen, she goes home and is waiting for pretty much her punishment when the eyes come, when Nick comes with yeah. the eyes. And so this is kind she of seen as what is her punishment. Yeah. And in the show, he does go up to her and he's like, yeah. trust me, just go with them. Yeah. So that is, that is stated. So you're, you're but you have conf- more of an explanation yeah, as to why she's to taken why away. The eyes are there. And Serena says, what did you do? You know, after all we've done for you. Mm-hmm. Or after, but in the book it says after all he did for you, he did for you. But in the TV show it says, she says we. I think the book she wanted to he because the male is the only like person. Yeah, but the relationship that her and the commander had, I mean, she was spoiled. She's like privileged to. Yeah, oh yeah. Do all that stuff, you know, and I think that's why that's reiterated in the ending of the book. Um, do I like how it ended? No. Because it's a real huge cliffhanger and there's not really detail as to why she's taken away. Yeah. In the book. I I don't like the ending that much either because, like you said, it's very rushed. Mm-hmm. And also, like, there's not a lot of, like, climax, per se, because all the chapters, there's, like, one chapter that's really good and then another chapter that's boring and another chapter that's good. So there's not, like, a real, like, sense of, like, real, like, rising action and and falling action. Um, So you're not given, I don't think, enough. She She could have easily, I think, probably expanded a little bit more and given a little bit more detail on certain, like, things and probably would have made it better, especially, like, on, like, uh, why she was being taken, the whole background of certain characters and stuff like that, that would give a little more reasoning as then give a little bit more like to the reader. But this entire section, I feel like that we did for this week was rushed. Um, but I do feel like for the TV series, they did a 
a good job in explaining and giving a better backstory. And, you know, when it gets to the ending, you're not feeling disappointed. You're like, oh, no, what's going to happen now? What about Hannah? Good thing Hannah? season two's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about Hannah? What's now going to be the repercussions on Hannah for what Alfred did? Yeah. So you're, you're really left wondering, and where are they taking Alfred? And, you know, it's, it's much more of a satisfying cliffhanger. I won't say ending. I'll say cliffhanger. Right. So in the book, it really leaves us, us with this question, will she make it out? What's going to happen to Alfred? Well, we don't know because there's not a second book about, about Alfred um, and her journey. But we recommend you watch the TV series because there is a season two and it and will tell you what happens to Alfred. And there's and it a continues. season three. Yes. And, and season there will four. soon be a season four. Um, I think they said next year as long as things yep. don't get worse <laughs> this year. Right. So now we will move on to the little end section of the book, which is the really cool historical notes. So on the historical notes, which uh, I thought was an amazing add-on for the author... Um, especially mostly because there's so many things that are left out and we're kind of left on a cliffhanger as to what happened to Offred. Um, so she was taken away in a vehicle. Um, and so pretty much the start of the historical notes here, um, they talk about it being at a, uh, university, um, forget how it's pronounced, um, I think it's in Canada because it's I think it's some kind of like you know, French Canadian uh, and then they also have someone from Cambridge University um, and so this person speaking about they found tapes from Gilead um, and that's pretty much like how they put this book together um, and they call it the handmaid's tale um and so he discusses how they found them and why they put uh certain events like together and um basically a little bit of um how they didn't he didn't really go into huge detail about like how the um after the events um, really kind of what happened and we kind of understand that it kind of actually probably was a while um, that Gilead did kind of last quite a while but by this time it seems like Gilead is over like, yeah but they don't mm-hmm. say if the United States was reinstated they don't really say anything about that um, which was I was like oh they didn't really like give us a sense of like what happened to the country after yeah uh, they just kind of leave it open um, on that end. But um, I thought it was interesting add-on because at least get a little bit of taste of like, okay, um, there's there were events, like after the book, like there's like some stuff that happened. The most interesting thing I found about the historical notes was the fact that when they mentioned finding the tapes, they had no idea what order they're supposed to be in chronologically. Yeah. Which then gives the fact that the events in the book are completely different order than the events in the TV show. It kind of gives the TV show that leeway to do the events in a different order and not have to follow the book so much because, like they said, they didn't know what order they were supposed to be in. Yeah, and I think it also kind of 
she, one reason why she put it in there too is to kind of give it more real feel like this this is technically hit like could be history like in a mm-hmm. sense like this you're reading something that's real like it just gives that more like cool element of like oh i'm reading you know something that's fiction but it kind of is almost like reality in a sense um which is really really cool yeah, it made me feel like, after reading it and everything, because when I first started reading it, I was like, okay, it's just not a book, right? <laughs> so you, like, set yourself in that mode. And then you get to the end, and they're in, the, like, this classroom, yeah. and it's, like, set to 2195, the year, yeah, yeah. which I thought was so cool, because this book was written in, like, the 80s. Yeah, so and, you're the 200 years in the future almost? Yeah, which is crazy, first of all, like, 200 <laughs> years. Really. Uh, but it really gives that sense of, like, okay, this is a history class. So now it's a different appeal to the book. Mm-hmm. So not only were you just reading a book, but I could like sit myself in that classroom and maybe they were listening to the tapes. Yeah. Like the whole book was just them listening to yeah. it and then at the end having that discussion. Mm-hmm. And they talk about Gilead as if it was almost like Rome. Like the different ages and stuff like that or, you know, some like Middle Ages and all the like, different... Like, ages of like history um which does kind of give a sense of that it definitely lasts like gilead was around for a while um which is so painful yeah about, like <laughs> upsetting yeah because i mean you know the events of the book it, it just started and they were still technically fighting a war it was kind of coming i think to a conclusion it's kind of to the tail end of it i believe but um so, I mean, they weren't even a fully formed country yet, but then they, you know, fast forward all the way 200 years later, and they had a Gilead, like, was it some other age, like the Middle Age of Gilead and stuff like that, which was, I was like, oh. So, I'm really, because I guess what happened was uh, the, like, original leaders, something happened where they were purged. I think is what he said in here. The purge happened is what happened. Um, <laughs> That's how the purge came they out. Ca- they talked about pre-Gilead period, and then they talked about the Middle Age, which they I think they just got a bunch of new leaders. I'm not. They didn't really explain like what happened to them, but they got a bunch of like new leaders for, I think, the second age. And I don't even think it it explains in there that if they ever stopped doing that in Gilead. Like, if they ever got out of Gilead. Like, they're probably still doing it. Yeah, they don't explain what exactly happened to Gilead. They just are talking about it as if it is just, like, complete history. So, almost as if if Gilead is, like, not around anymore. Or... Here's another plot idea. Maybe it is still happening and they got their hands on these tapes to get an idea of what's going on. Yeah. To try to help, even though it is 200 years later. I, do, I don't think a thing I, would last just for 200 years. Just the way he's years, talking but. about it, they're talking about it as if like, you're in a history class talking about like, I said, yeah. Rome, like middle of the like the middle ages or something like that like it's like and that would make ancient sense history. if we're if we're basing this off of like 1980s right yeah. and then here we are 200 years later that would make sense but yeah so the thing about too it's just funny is 
our country is only 200 years old. And so... <laughs> really, though? Like... Yeah, it's only, like, two, 300 years old. Like, in 1776. So, I mean, 1886, 1986. It's not 100, though, is it? It's, like, two... It's, like, 250-something. We just celebrate, like, a 200... Forty anniversary. It's like it's up there, but it's crazy to even think about. It seems so long ago. But if you if you can think about in that time span, like seventeen seventy six to now, to now we have like we're almost to the point of flying cars, almost. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But she was kind of cool in the fact that she. I mean, they talked about someone from Cambridge University of England. It's technically still around. I mean, it, and it's kind of true in the fact that, like, not a lot of stuff changes so slowly that you really don't. And stuff, a lot of stuff actually sticks around for quite a while. So. And 2195 is job. not that long. No. Now, so. I mean, not from, our, from our perspective <laughs> now, no. But if but. they did a historical notes for the TV show, they would probably set that, like, 2020. Like or like they could do twenty one ninety five or twenty four ninety five or like twenty five ninety five. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, they really could. What I'm interested to hear is what you said earlier about how you think they should have done the historical notes in the book. Oh well, yeah, I was mentioning to them before we started our podcast that um, I think a better way she could have written the book. And how some other books have kind of done some similar things is where you have the present. And so the present is the class of 2195. And then they go back in time and they're, and it's pretty much the story of them going through the handmaid's tale, the tapes. And so you there's there would be interludes between the class and you could have like kids or other people in the audience like asking questions and so so you could kind of there's so many ways you could expand on and you could really like uh, delve into some details that you could like really just slip in there a lot if you just she would have kind of and it would probably would have made the book a little bit longer it's interesting that you say it that way because one of the books we're discussing about doing next actually does it that way there are a lot of books that do stuff like that and i feel like that would have been a really cool way to write this book (laughs) it would have given it a whole new perspective yeah yeah i mean but i think it's like something doing it the way she did it gives like a little bit of a surprise at the end because now you realize yeah it's not just a book they're in a classroom probably listening which is something you not you did not expect when you got to the end of the book exactly most people look at this would think the historical notes is just like maybe her findings on like what or what she mm-hmm. put in there was like maybe kind of real or it's a whole other chapter yeah like, it's a whole other chapter of the part book. of the book <laughs> yeah it's like it pretty much is an epilogue and they don't yeah. say it's an epilogue but it's an epilogue mm-hmm. that's what it is <laughs> But yeah. it, I think it was a good, it made the, it made it worth kind of getting to that end point somewhat, because I was really looking forward to reading those historical notes. It's like, ooh. <laughs> I'm going to skip all these chapters. Honestly, <laughs> you could read the historical notes first till, 
and then read The Handmaid's Tale. And have a better you understanding. Can. And have a slightly better understanding of what you're getting into. Yes. But we would love to hear your interpretation of the historical notes and what you thought they brought to the story. Message us on Facebook. Now it's time for the big question. (laughs) Would you prefer the book over the TV series? Nope. Didn't even give it time well, to okay. think about it. Let me <laughs> expand on that. Expand please. on that. I watched the TV series first years ago, back when it first came out in two thousand what sixteen ish. 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 We're gonna say ish because that's when we think it came out because that's when we think it's when I watched it. Well, that's when she but, watched it. Yeah, that's when I watched it. It was two thousand sixteen, and so having already watched the entire three seasons first years ago, before having read the book, I already had a previous knowledge going into it so I was expecting certain things out of the book and having it go so slow and have so much filler and have certain things not be in there I just wasn't as impressed Connor what are your thoughts yeah that's kind of the same I mean I didn't start watching tv show until she got to the second season so he completely skipped the first season (laughs) So I didn't actually see the first season, so I just started I from the second season. I explained it to him, though. But what was the nice thing about like, a TV show is you can jump in and watch it and then rewatch the stuff you missed and whatever. And um, I Yeah, it, the show, to me, really didn't get really good until the second season. Um, what? Chelsea has this, like, the flabbergasted show? face right now <laughs> the show didn't get good to you till the second season See, that's why he wouldn't watch the first season with me he's like it's too boring it's not when, when i it was it was is so here's how we got michaela to watch the handmaid's tale was i put on the first uh episode i was, I was curious because it was a hulu original and I was, and like, I, was I was like, I was like, ooh, I was like, this seems cool. And then I put it on, and I was like, what is going on? Like, I don't even, like, and then all of a sudden she's, like, wearing these old, like, almost, like, Amish-looking style clothing. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Like, I didn't even know what it was about. And you tried to turn it off, and I'm like, no, I'm like, watching this. <laughs> I was like, what, what is it? What the, what the, I don't even know what this is. No, this is, uh, this is, like, a day that you were gone. Oh. And then you put it on at some other point, and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch the show. It's just something I didn't like. Um, but that was me basing, like, it off of, like, maybe, like, the first couple of scenes. And then I was like, eh, I don't know if this is for me, so I just turned it off. And then she started watching the TV show. And then on the second season, and I was like, oh my, this is actually kind of good. She didn't give it a chance. <laughs> Dude, the first season has so much stuff. Like, well, he realizes now that he's watched the entire first think, season again. Like, now that you, like, like, if you were to know, like, what, where, like, why this was written and all that, like, and where it goes, from in and... terms of, like, the perspective on women. And especially what was going on at the time with Donald Trump's election. And <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah. This was during that Like, time. she started watching, and, like, all, like, the second season came out, and, like, Donald Trump was being elected, and we're just like, oh, my. Everyone's kind of, like, freaking out, like, we're going to go. This is going to happen This is going to Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to And so that's what kind of got me hooked, because, like, okay, it's kind of almost like a parody of reality in terms of, like. They did Saturday Night Live skits about it. Kind of happen. 
in a sense, which kind of makes it kind of cool, um, because it's it something would be cool that you to could you to well, compare that to a reality. <laughs> It's just it wouldn't be cool to us. It's, it's fun. To, yeah, it's, it's scary to us. It's fun to watch something knowing that, it, like, it, it's very realistic. Possible. I'm just like in my head. If we're gonna compare it to like Donald Trump, I'm like, don't give him any more ideas. No, no ideas. No <laughs> okay. ideas. It's like telling a child to stop giving him ideas. Just stop. <laughs> but um, so oh. after you did watch the first season, what did you think? Still the same thing? Like, you weren't really into it? I mean, now that I've watched pretty much the whole entire, like, seasons that are out there, read the book, like... He's only missed the end of episode 10 of season one. The problem is I had high expectations for this book. And just like Michaela, it's like, you watch a TV show that is so good. Um, Just like if you were to watch the movies of of a book, and then you're just like fall in love with them and then you read the book and you expect certain things to happen you expect there to be a lot more drama expect there to be um, a lot more action i was expecting the book to have a lot more action in it than what it did um especially just because of the events that they add that hollywood adds to the story mm-hmm. um which not to reveal a lot about that because she hasn't seen all of it yet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, it's hard to say that I will, I don't know if I would have liked the book before if I wouldn't have seen the TV show. I'm going to say no. And the only reason why I say no is because I, I, I compared it to the Scarlet Letter earlier in one of the other podcasts. I hated reading that in high school because it was had way too much description in it and not enough, it didn't get to enough of the, action i didn't have enough like deep like uh, really good juicy details in it same um, i don't know if i would have finished it if it wasn't for the book club yeah i think i might have started it and then what put it on the shelf and then maybe Forgot brought it back it. out to read it because one of my kids might want to read it later down the road i'm sorry if your kids wanted to read that we'd have to come <laughs> They would need to be able but, to appropriate um, I, uh, TV shows 10 out of 10 stars. Like, love. Oh, yes. Hulu did an amazing job. The TV show, they know what they're doing. The writers are really freaking good. If you haven't seen a TV show, you need to watch the TV show. Um, book, probably about like five or six. Like, it's good. It has a lot of the elements, and on it, to be honest with you, I'm actually really happy that the TV show actually did a really good job of taking the good elements of the mm-hmm. book and putting them in the TV show, and even some of the lines are the exact same. Oh, that's um, my favorite, the beginning. Yeah. It's the exact And they really only change, like, really subtle details, like, and you don't notice that, but, I mean, that's the one thing a lot of people complain, complain about when books to TV show or book to movie is they change way too much. It really changed a lot. They actually, what they added is they just expanded really on. freaking good. Um, and that's really rare. There's only other, certain other series that really do that Yeah, they didn't well. change. They didn't change much. They just expanded on it. Yeah, because there's not as much content here. And there's a 200, 300 page book. 
and make and a 10 episode series about yeah, it. Yeah, you got a 10 episode season and then you now have oh. like a 40 to 50 episode, like three seasons. That's going to be a fourth now. So, I mean, you have a much, much bigger world than what's given in the book. And even though she has now written another book on this, but it's not based off the same characters. So I don't think I would really want to read that because we're not going to recognize, there's not going to recognize any of the characters. It's going to, it's from the same world, but you have no idea what's going on. Which I find interesting you say that now because up to last week you were saying we should read the second book. I, well, no, because I, I was thinking because i read articles about her writing another book and i could have sworn they said it was based off of 200 years in the future but i think they were talking about the historical notes in the end of the book um, and i didn't realize that that they must have gotten them mixed up or something and i think there might have been speculation that she might have been expanding on mm-hmm the whole 200 years in the future from her that's what i was saying maybe it's still happening exactly and yeah and it's not like over right but then it's the we end up finding out the book's only 15 years in the future and so and if we're not gonna find i'm sorry if we're not gonna find out what happened to fred like and like what's the point this whole entire book was about her here's an idea (laughs) could the second book be about her daughter Growing up and being a handmaid or, like, something else? <laughs> Google! Well, I want to read the synopsis of the test. And while he pulls that up, what are your what is your opinion, Chelsea? Um, basically, what you guys were saying. Um, getting a fresh opinion from a person who's never read the book, never seen the TV show until now. Um, I think it really gave me a, I didn't have any expectations because I didn't watch the show, didn't read the book. So I came into it with an open mind. Yeah. Um, I definitely recommend doing that if you did want to pair the, the two, um, definitely you can read the book while watching the TV series along with the book. Or read the book first before the TV show. Because I feel like if you watch the TV show before you read the book, you're not going to be as interested in the book. Yeah, I would recommend reading the, the, the book, book first. The you TV get a background. Show. You know what's going on. Because like me, like I, I had no idea what was what the show was about. I was just like, I'm, I'll start watching it. It seemed interesting. And I hated it. <laughs> because I didn't know the context yeah. of the story. Uh, I thought it was some weird, bizarro, like, uh, well, futuristic I mean, TV show world. that, like, was just going to be, like, super raunchy and, like, <laughs> which it kind of was. But, like, I mean, I thought it was just going to be another one of those, like, um, TV shows that just wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, it just would be one of those, like, uh, soap opera type things. Yeah. But. I, I could see where you wrong. would get that from. Um, yeah. I think reading the book first really made me excited to watch the TV show. But then after I watched the TV show, because I'm not going to get back into not the gonna book. lie, I finished the TV season one before I finished our reading this week, and it really turned me off to the book. Like I would definitely read the whole book first, yes. and then watch the yes. TV show because, like Connor said, you had 
expectations of what it would be like and you want things to be kind of the same and you want that detail there but I feel like at the end of the book she really rushed it like she had this amount of time to get it done and there wasn't any detail as there was in the previous reading like there was a lot of detail in the previous chapters and then you got to 31 and it's like okay there's not as much detail I mean you know where she's at there's a lot of backstory on her best friend but you don't get that detail like in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but you get that in the TV show. And yeah, would I read this? Normally, probably not. Like, I, I didn't like the book. Uh, it was good at first, but then like it really it was disappointing at the, at the end. But I understand that. So the synopsis of the second it's super book, long. You don't have to read the whole thing. Um, I mean, it's more than 15 years in the future. Uh, the regime of Gilead maintains its grip on power, but there are signs of beginning to rot from within. At the cru- this crucial moment, the lives of three radically different women converge, potentially explosive results. Two have grown up as part of the first generation to come of age in the New Order. The testimonies of these two young women are joined by a third voice, a woman who wields power through the ruthless uh, accumulation and deployment of secrets. As Atwood unfolds the testaments, she opens up the innermost workings of Gilead as each woman is forced to come to terms with who she is and how far she will go for what she believes. Dear readers, everything you've ever asked me about Gilead and its inner workings is the inspiration for this book. We, well, almost everything. The other inspiration is the world we've been living in. That almost makes me want to read it. Because <laughs> she's comparing reality. Well. And she's answering a lot of questions. She, yeah, has. a lot of people have questions about Gilead but like, why not right? Why not continue on with Alfred? Well, because probably because of the Hulu series. And Maybe because of the Hulu series, but I think also to I think she's pretty much saying and speculating that more than likely Alfred got out. Yeah, but then I'm like, okay, well, is it going to be Hannah or is it like? You know, it would be a nice tie in. Angela. It, it would be a nice tie in if she would like have make it her daughter but it would like be sad to me because then i'm like well she didn't get her daughter out. no but <laughs> but that's something we don't know she... about in the books yeah though. right and it's also like maybe she that's what she's trying she's trying to get out to find her mom <laughs> and she idea. maybe she didn't want to give that away <laughs> yeah because i mean she legitimately says in this that they're are two young women and one is a uh, first previous, generation yeah. to come of age. Yeah, and it so, is only fifteen years. So yeah, at this point she would be. Well, she was probably like what five, six. Three. Yeah, she would have been. She eight in the TV and, show. I'm not sure in the book. Yeah, I think when she saw sees her in the TV show, I think she was probably around like five, six years old, maybe eight. And so, yeah, 15, she'd be like 20. Eight or nine in the TV show. Yeah, because she talks about it to Auckland. Oh, they're walking. She goes, how old would your daughter be? She'd be like 23 then. Eight to ten. Yeah, yeah. So that would make perfect sense. Yeah. But if she didn't do that, that'd be very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Next question is, um, 
comparing the TV show to the book, would this be a book you would normally read? Is it like of your taste after reading it? But not we just answered. No, we answered. Uh, did we like? Yeah, it? would you? Oh. Norm- would <laughs> would you normally? Same so, question in my head. Sorry. Going, <laughs> going into reading this book, is it something you thought you would have read just off of whim, Connor? If I would have seen Handmaid's Tale and Margaret, I would know. Um, now that I know, it's a dystopian future novel. I mean, I love dystopian and future novel. I wasn't read, read the Hunger Games. I mean, it's one of my favorite series. So, I mean, I like. Different like like um, books based off of reality, but made into like a fu- like a horrible future kind of thing. That's uh, cool to me. So I like reading books like that. Um, and there's a lot of other books like that out now. And I think she was kind of like the pioneer of that yeah. in a way. Because in, in the eighties, uh, there weren't a lot of books like that, but now there are a ton. And that's one of the more popular genres now. Is it just, I mean, you got Hunger Games. Uh, there's some other, like the, the Maze Runner. And you got Artemis Fowl. Uh, a subtle, uh, you got, uh, yeah, The Subtle Knife. Like, all these other different, like, books that are based off of technically, like, reality. But they're, in, like, this dystopian future. What about you, Michaela? Like, not watching the TV show and just seeing this in a bookstore, would you pick it up? I'd probably pick it up, but I definitely wouldn't have finished it. What about you? Um, seeing, like, the whole, like, layout, like, I like to start with the design of the cover Mm -hmm. first. Yes, it would have been something I would have picked up, then I would have, like, read the summary about it. Uh, based off the summary, probably would have purchased it. Maybe got halfway through the book and then probably would have set it back on my bookshelf. Uh, <laughs> and then probably not picked it up. Because it is set in that time. Because I'm like, I like um, what I would call Victorian era based books. And this is kind of like the style of where she was trying to go. But they still had electricity and stuff. Um, I, I don't usually read books about like dystopian government. Um, stuff like that, but I do have to admit it was really good as far as that goes. Um, kind of like setting a new reality as far as like government and like things like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I probably would have got halfway to like chapter thirty one and then set it back because I mean this last section just really disappointed me. And so yeah. So earlier on in the episodes, we uh, had received a question. Basically asking, you know, what do we think this book is trying to tell women in situations like this? Um, and earlier we had answered, uh, we didn't really know at that point because we weren't finished with the book. Um, but we'd like to come reiterate, to yes, come back to the question, reiterate on it, kind of expand on it. Um, so Connor, has your opinion changed? Like, do you think there's anything new that this book, now reading it, um, is trying to tell people, tell women in situations like this? Uh, really. I mean, definitely don't, I would never want, like, women to ever be subjected to it. And even, really, she gets into the fact that, I mean, and if you think about it, I mean, they were, in some ways, back 
history and stuff like that. And then they just, and I mean, it's just really crazy to think about that. I mean, women just gained the right to vote not 100 years ago. Mm-hmm, 100 years uh, ago. And we're just now gaining rights to a, and still not quite there in terms of pay and work and getting, uh, you know, like equal like time off for, you know, giving birth or kids. I don't know if it'll ever be where it and should. And we're still talking about birth control. <laughs> Like, I mean... We had a how long of a discussion about that last week. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's just crazy to think about there's all these, like, things that are still going on. And who knows how much longer it's going to take for certain things to really get more equal. I think now there's a lot more push for it, uh, especially with a novel like this. That is now becoming more prevalent because of the TV show, which I think is really cool. I mean, they've made a TV show about this because it brings it back... And I think it's a smart decision by Hulu because of what this novel says as to what has been going on now, especially with politics um, and the election of Donald Trump and what that has, this novel has brought into kind of like what we don't want to happen ever. <laughs> What's your opinion, Michaela? I don't really think it's trying to tell us that much. I think it's just showing what is possible. It would take a lot of work. It would take a whole yeah, lot of work. It's like a warning. Yeah, it's a more like warning. a warning of what, what is possible if they really put their mind to it. I mean, to get in there and overthrow the government is is work. I mean, there's security. They're all kind of doing... I mean, it, it, you, you kind of have to be a, a, a um, conspiracy theorist a little bit. Mm-hmm. But religion has kind of weaved its way weaseled its way into our politics because of the whole... And, I mean, a lot of people really do explain right. it very well on the fact that Christianity is trying to get the whole birth control thing and the abortion thing. like. But for this to even work way. in that, this dystopian world... They had to kill the president and Congress, and that's not something I see happening very easily. No, it's not. It doesn't happen. Very I mean, easily. The Simpsons predicted Trump's death, so I'm just waiting. <laughs> the the Simpsons much. predict everything. To I... Well, I don't think they've just predicted. It. I think they were just like, "Oh, this will be funny as a joke," and then but here we are, like predicted him being <laughs> president. So yeah. <laughs> it, 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 for something like this, I mean, it's a much slower process. But that's not to say that we aren't the very, very beginning of. The said process. Look, <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> we're going to never. Talk I hope that. it never <laughs> happens. Um, but Michaela, you did say last week that maybe the question was about um, domestic abuse and women in those kind of situations. Do yes. you think? I know this book is based on like a whole government situation, but do you think that maybe it could be telling women in those types of situations anything at all? Honestly, if so, I'm not sure what. Um, Because it's not a very hopeful story. Not at all. (laughs) So it's not giving women in those situations any real hope. Um, And if if it's really telling them anything, it's more showing a comparison. Um, 
of how they're controlled and how they're not given much freedom and it's more of a comparison than telling them anything. Yeah. Yeah, now, if they were watching the TV show, I think it'd be a whole different story because she does eventually make it out uh, per help of the driver. Um, But in the book, you don't find that out ever. Also, though, too, like, it is kind of like a... I mean, women want to know that their story isn't this... It isn't just they're, they're, like, they're not the only one. And so this is kind of like a, like a story that's coming, like, women coming out today, like, who were abused by, like, people who produce Fox News and, mm-hmm. um, you know, people... More, more women want to hear more stories. And it's just that's like another story, kind of, like, her abuse. And you kind of put it, it in that context like a little alone. bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, is it? <laughs> would some people maybe want a happier ending? Yeah, <laughs> but no, not just like happy endings. <laughs> but um, it, it offers some like uh, reflection on you know that kind of. And if we're comparing it in that you know that domestic situation, it leaves that cliffhanger of she she might have gotten out. Yeah, I was you, just about to say that. You yes. don't know. She's... It leaves it open for you to, like, imagine. Because it's not a sad ending. It's not a bad ending. It's just like a, yeah. okay, you know, this is what happened. Where is she going? Is she going to get out? Is she yeah. going to die? Like, what's going to happen? We yeah. don't know. And a lot of, I think, authors of her generation wrote books like that. Where it makes you think... Um, and it leaves it open for interpretation. And that's, I mean, it's a good book, especially even with like a you know, college class to read because there's a lot of interesting things to discuss. About. Yes. And if you, ha- if you think back of like when she was writing it, because she was writing it based off of her own story and mm-hmm. how she felt in the time period where she was in because yeah. a lot of women were um, just getting those freedoms, but then yeah. a lot were still being Feeling suppressed impressed. of... Yeah, I mean, that time is only 60 years since they got the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, the Civil War, it really isn't that, I mean, in that kind of ish, like time period, really isn't that far withdrawn from the United States at that time, even. I mean, you're only talking about 100 years, come back to 1880s, right after, like, during Reconstruction. Yeah, right. <laughs> so... I mean, a lot of events that happened um, that are very, like, pretty recent history, in a sense. So, I mean. I think the main message from this book um, is just don't let the bastards get you down. That is the main message of this book, I think. Don't let the bastards get you down. And definitely, like, fight for what you believe in, too. Because, I mean, don't give up. Yes. Never give up. Even if it means, like, you got to do certain things to survive. I think that really, like, more so plays in the TV show than in the book. Because in the book, she's not really fighting. She's just kind of there. That's true, too. Yeah, the TV show really displays that better. Um, But, in a sense, yeah, I mean, like... It definitely, you don't want her to, you know, fail. 
but and they definitely didn't give her a lot of reasons to like as many reasons to like for hope in the book as they did in the tv show though so what i would like to pose to you listeners is what do you think the author is trying to say to women today with this message message us on our facebook page at across an awful verse did you like the book? Let us know. You can email us at acrossthenovelverse gmail.com or message us on Facebook and Instagram at acrossthenovelverse. Thank you for joining us on this week's discussion of The Handmaid's Tale. Join us next week as we compare the 1990s film of The Handmaid's Tale to the book. To submit a discussion question, email us at acrossthenovelverse at gmail.com. To follow our weekly discussions, go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at acrossthenovelverse.